It's just a handful of games in December. A little bit of perspective goes a long way. Those are the wise words of young Bruins defenseman Charlie McAvoy. Following Thursday's loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Bruins are currently mired in a five-game losing streak, four of which have come in regulation time, meaning they've only earned one out of a possible 10 points in the standings over that stretch. They are still eight points clear of the Buffalo Sabres for first place in the Atlantic Division, and they remain one of the top teams in the NHL, as we'll look at uh, coming up here in the uh, NHL Power Rankings. Before all that, I'd like to welcome you to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Ian McLaren. This is episode number 55, meaning we've been at this for 11 weeks now. And uh, yeah, just bringing you content on your favorite hockey team every single day. Thanks to all who have taken the time to listen to the first 54 episodes, and I'm looking forward to many more. Uh, As always, you can find me at ENC McLaren. You can follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins and subscribe, download, listen, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your audio content from. Uh, Yeah, again, to uh, tee up the show, we'll take a look at last night's loss to the Lightning. Uh, Look ahead to Saturday's game against the Florida Panthers. Some news and notes from around the NHL, as well as an updated power rankings. But first, due to the uh, magic of audio capture, here's the full quote from Charlie McAvoy following the game uh, against the Lightning, which really speaks to the mentality of this team and McAvoy's maturity uh, as a whole. We're, uh, you know, you got to take positives from every game. Um, you know, even when you're winning, you, you know, it's you can't sit there and, and start to become complacent or. Or uh, you know, kind of have this false belief that you know that maybe you're you're better than you are. I think we know the kind of team we are in here. We know that we're a special group. Um, these things happen, and we're kind of going through it right now and trying to find uh, a recipe to to get back in the win column. And um, you know, as frustrating as it is, um, you know, it's just a handful of games in December. So um, a little bit of perspective goes a long way, um, but at the same time. We, we want to win, you know, we're competitors and uh, no one's really happy in here. Um, but that being said, perspective. So, you know, so it was another game. As for the game itself, it was largely decided by special teams and the Bruins certainly were in the game uh, till the very end. Uh, they went over two on the power play and uh, the Lightning scored two goals on their uh, men advantage opportunities uh, to overcome a 1-0 deficit uh, to the Bruins. The Bruins had opened the scoring in this one. Um, penalty kill just didn't have the answer tonight, said Cassidy. They scored twice, probably should have scored on another one. Uh, it was John Moore who was in the box uh, for a trip on Alex Killorn, his second penalty of the night, which allowed for a power play opportunity that the uh, Lightning captain Steven Stamkos scored on six minutes into the man advantage. Moore said, I take responsibility. I'm trying to go stick on puck there and I make a bad turnover in the second. I'm better than that. I pride myself on being a good penalty killer. And when I'm in the box, that's not going to help the team. I've got to be better. Uh, That certainly uh, was echoed by many a Bruins fan on uh, Twitter after the game calling for less of more. 
Um, Moore did score his first goal of the season uh, with 3.15 left in the game to uh, bring the Bruins back to within one. The, the Lightning had already scored an insurance goal uh, to give his team a uh, sorry to give them a three one lead uh, late in the game. Moore brought the team within one, but ultimately uh, it wasn't enough in terms of uh, shot attempts. The Bruins were outplayed in all situations, with Tampa Bay holding a fifty six to forty four percent shot attempt advantage on the night. Uh, again, McAvoy pointing to the um, fact that the Bruins just really have to put things into perspective. It was echoed by Rask, who said, we have a lot of experience. We've been through a lot. We recognize when we suck and when we don't. I don't think we've sucked. It's just a matter of getting a couple of bounces, getting the lead and playing with it. For the most part, we've been playing the right way. And when you lose these tight games, uh, you don't want to let it snowball. If you start getting down on yourself and doubt yourself, you're going to lose more games in a row. I don't think we feel sorry for ourselves. We're going to go out the next game and keep battling, and it's going to turn around. Uh, I know, you know, playing against the Lightning and the Capitals on consecutive nights, uh, chances are you're not going to get four points from those two games. Uh, the Bruins have been in those games till very late. Um, even the game that they lost to Ottawa, there was a couple empty net goals. So they're not getting blown out by any means. Um, if this was uh, a situation where they're not playing well, they're racking up losses, then um, that's one thing. But by and large, they're staying close in games. They're just not getting the power play success that they were early on in the year. Uh, They're not getting that timely scoring late in games to tie things up. Uh, So this was a swoon that was expected. Um, Cassidy said, five on five, defending against two real good teams the last two nights. Thought we were tight, not allowing easy chances. Uh, the top line again was creating. We're just not getting anything from the middle of the lineup in terms of offense. So it's another case of the secondary scoring not coming through for the Bruins, uh, as was the case early on. Uh, you need four lines to produce for you in this league on a regular basis. It might not be tonight. It might be Saturday. But at some point, we have to balance that out and get going here a little bit. At least find the opportunities and they'll go in but I'm not sure they're even finding their opportunities yet. Um, it's been said all season long that the Bruins have a need at um, f- the right side, especially on the second line with DeBrusque Krejci. Last night it was Brett Ritchie. Anders Bjork has been getting some time up there, but there's certainly a need for the Bruins to uh, improve at that position. And until that's addressed, uh, we won't really get a full glimpse of what this team is capable of. Charlie Coyle has been sent up there sometimes as well. Um, I really think that third line of Bjork, Coyle, and Heinen needs to stay together. The fourth line can be more effective when they're not jumping up onto the third line to offset uh, adjustments made to the second line. So if that right side on the second line can be stabilized uh, here, which we'll talk about again in a few minutes, I really think... um, that will go a long way, and that's something that Sweeney uh, should address sooner than later. As for the Panthers coming up here on uh, Friday, or sorry, Saturday, uh, the Bruins will end their road trip against the Panthers in Florida uh, with some dates 
uh, at home next week. Uh, hopefully some easier, not easier competition, but they'll play the Kings Islanders. Not certainly not an easy game there. Uh, the predators and then the capitals. Uh, so four games at home heading into the holiday break, but first there's the Florida Panthers. They currently sit, uh, let's see here. Fourth in the Atlantic division. Uh, sorry, fifth in the Atlantic division tied with, uh, Tampa Bay in points at 35. They're both behind Buffalo at 38, Montreal 36. Um, so the Panthers have fallen out of a playoff position at present. There's only the three Atlantic teams in the playoff race with two Metro teams in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, rounding out the top, uh, eight Tampa Bay, 35 points, one point back of Montreal for third spot. And then, uh, Florida as well at 35, Toronto at 34. So it's going to be a tight race for third, possibly even second. Hopefully the Bruins can hold on to the top spot here. And uh, we'll see how that shakes out over the remaining 50 games of the season, 49 for the Bruins. Uh, But let's now take a look at the NHL in general and a look at the top five teams in the league this week. Coming in at number five on this week's edition of All the President's Men, which is my weekly look at teams in contention for the President's Trophy, i.e. top spot in the NHL. Number five, I'm going to put the St. Louis Blues. They are, uh, let's see here, 19-8-6 through 33 games, a 667 uh, point percentage. They're a bit down in terms of uh, goal differential. They're only at plus eight, but they've been playing uh, really strong hockey as of late and looking like uh, a team to beat once again uh, this season. Uh, Jordan Bennington hasn't been as sharp lately, but uh, Jake Allen has actually stepped in okay in his stead when called upon. Uh, They do only have a Corsi percentage of 49.04 at five on five play which is a source of concern. Uh, but for the moment, I'm going to put them in the fifth spot uh, by virtue of their uh, point percentage and the fact that they have uh, tied for third most points to date uh, with 44 with the New York Islanders. I'm going to put the New York Islanders in fourth. Uh, they have a point percentage of 733, which is actually second in the NHL now, only behind the Washington Capitals. I'm putting them down a bit due to the fact that uh, their goal differential of plus 19 is lesser than uh, my top three teams. And they are also still a uh, horrible possession team at 45.73 in five-on-five play. That means they're regularly being out-attempted by the opposition and therefore uh, not really setting themselves up for sustained success if you're regularly giving up uh, 55% of the shot attempts in any given game, then uh, you're not going to succeed um, on a long-term basis. Although that's what we said of this team last year, and they were propped up by their goaltending and some timely scoring, even with Robin Leonard uh, being shifted out of the lineup or off the roster. uh, He wasn't re-signed and, uh, they brought in Semyon Varlamov. Their goaltending is still quite strong. And uh, yeah, they remain afloat despite their poor underlying numbers. 
In third place, I'm going to put our Bruins. They're 33 games in, 27-6. and six. Uh, Four of those regulation losses have come in their last four games, so they're certainly not trending in the right direction right now. They're a 697 point percentage, and their goal differential is second only to the Colorado Avalanche at plus 27. Uh, they're also 16th in terms of Corsi 4 percentage at 5018 so just nominally out attempting the opposition on any given night. Uh, as the power play continues to struggle, uh, they're not succeeding as they used to. Uh, Pasternak and Marchand are in uh, somewhat many uh, scoring droughts. Um, Pasternak certainly isn't on a 50-50 uh, pace, although he does still lead the league in goals scored. Uh, with 26 that's four ahead of Jack Eichel five ahead of Ovechkin and four ahead of both McDavid and Dreisaitl Uh, Marchand remains in a tie for third in overall scoring at 48 points uh, averaging 1.45 points a game he's tied with Nathan McKinnon Pasternak is tied for fourth with Jack Eichel, who um, has 46 points. They're both averaging 1.39 points per game. Uh, So at one time, they were both in the top five. Uh, They're both currently still uh, in that mix, Uh, but Dreisaitl and McDavid certainly running away with the scoring lead. They have 57 and 55 points, respectively. Um. In second place, I'm going to put those Colorado Avalanche. They're 28-3. and three. They have 43 points, uh, which is good for the fourth highest total to date. In terms of point percentage, they are uh, fourth with 694. Like I mentioned, they have a league-leading goal differential of plus 29. And they're also a, uh, uh, yeah, below possession, sorry, below 50% possession team at 49.33. So they're also, uh, it's it's kind of uncanny how they've been able to succeed despite a rash of injuries. Uh, and, you know, um, they still continue to roll. Everybody's healthy now. And I believe they're uh, the favorites right now to come out of the Western Conference. Number one team is the Washington Capitals. They have the most points in the league with 51. That's five clear of the Bruins. They have a 773 uh, point percentage. Their uh, goal differential is plus 25, which is third behind Boston and Colorado. And they also have uh, 50.3 Corsi percentage, which is just ahead of the Bruins as well. Uh, Teams to watch out for that have uh, really good um, Corsi percentages, it's not always an indicator, as you'll see the Kings are up there. Uh, but the Hurricanes lead the league, followed by the Penguins, Canadians, Maple Leafs, Predators, and Flyers, uh, as well as the Lightning are up in that mix as well. So teams that are not uh, as high in the standings but have good possession numbers uh, and could be making uh, strides here as we begin to move in to the uh, second half of the season coming up here in the new year. So that's my top five for this week. I have the Blues, Islanders, Bruins, Capitals. No, Avalanche, Capitals. If you have uh, disagreements with these 
please feel free to at me on Twitter at ENC McLaren or at LO underscore Boston Bruins. As we do every day on the podcast, let's recap uh, or take a look at, sorry, some news and notes from around the NHL. Um, one thing making the rounds right now is uh, news about Ilya Kovalchuk. It looks like he may be bought out by the um, Los Angeles Kings. His contract is going to be terminated by the Kings per Igor Ironko from uh, from over in Russia. Cat Friendly points out that he has a no-move clause, therefore he would not need to go through waivers first. He has a 35-plus contract, so his cap hit will continue to count against LA's cap for the remainder of this year and next year. He'll forfeit roughly $4.7 million in salary. Uh, but he may want to... It sounds like he wants to stay in the NHL. And my sense is if the Bruins could possibly sign him for something like what the Sharks were able to do with Patrick Marlowe, i.e. $700,000 for the balance of this season. Uh, I say go for it. He would be an upgrade over Brett Ritchie, and um, he may be motivated to play better than he was in Los Angeles if he can catch on with a uh, contending team. So that's my take on that. Feel free to disagree. I would rather have Tyler Toffoli if we're going to pillage the Kings. But uh, they can get Kovalchuk without giving any assets in return. And, um, uh, you know, until Carson Kuhlman maybe is ready to come back, it might be worth experimenting on the right side with, uh, with Kovalchuk. I know not everyone will agree with that, but uh, that's my take on the situation. Uh, our old friend Tim Thomas was in the news. He uh, is being inducted into the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, and he spoke out on Thursday about uh, concussion issues that kept him from even watching the game in the years since he retired. He suffered a concussion in tw- December of 2013. Uh, he feels better now, but not close to normal. Uh, and it's really affecting to hear him uh, say this. So I'll uh, jump now to some uh, audio via the Associated Press that came out on Thursday. Well... I couldn't keep up with watching a game for at least a few years after I stopped playing. In Florida, my last year, um, at the beginning of December, there was a concussion that changed my life. Definitely. I, uh, I lost the ability to um, essentially, I woke up the next morning after it and I couldn't decide what I wanted to eat, where I wanted to go. Uh, I couldn't plan a schedule. Um, I survived following the team schedule the rest of the year and just, you know, made it through that season. But uh, uh, one year after I uh, stopped playing, I got a, a uh, what's called a Sarah scan, which is a uh, scan where they measure the blood flow of your brain uh, very accurately uh, using radioactive isotopes. And uh, uh, two-thirds of my brain was getting less than 5% blood flow, mm. and the other third was averaging about 50%. So if you can... Uh, put those numbers and really think through what that means to where I was, that's where I was. On the ice, I was able to be like 97%, maybe 95% of what I was before, but like off the ice, I just, like I said, I I still can't choose. I wake up every, uh, I'm so much better, but uh, I wake up every day and basically, and I have to like reorder everything in my mind for the first couple hours of the day. 
and then uh, make a list and try to make some choices to get some stuff done, um, which I've uh, gotten to the level that I can. Definitely glad to hear that he's uh, doing better. Obviously, he's a bit of a, a mysterious figure in recent years, and this kind of explains why. Um, you know, politics aside, the whole White House thing aside, uh, obviously, as a Bruins fan, very fond memories of Tim Thomas. He won the Bruins a Cup in 2011, and uh, he's one of the greatest goalies in franchise history as a result, despite his uh, fairly limited time with the Bruins. Um, but yeah, I'll always have fond memories of him. Thankful that his name is on my Stanley Cup champions shirt. And, um, yeah, I'm glad he's doing better and hopefully he can, uh, maybe be around the team a bit more, uh, or make some appearances when they make, uh, make the playoffs. It'd be cool to see him be the, the banner captain one night or something like that. Um, in other news, uh, Zach Bogosian has reportedly requested a trade from the Buffalo Sabres. He's a recent healthy scratch and the Sabres are often reported to be in the market for a forward. Uh, apparently Jason Botterill, general manager of the Sabres, recently inquired into the availability of Alex Galchenyuk. Both players will be restricted, unrestricted free agents in July, so there may be a fit there as both struggle with their respective teams. Um, the Canadians have really been um, scouting the Blackhawks as of late, so there may be a trade in the works there. Uh, the Canadians are in the market for a left-shot defenseman. Eric Gustafson is a UFA at season's end. There's no contract talks between those two sides, so perhaps that's a, a kind of rental player that they're looking for. And uh, finally, what else? I mentioned Jack Eichel earlier. He has uh, now recorded a point in 15 games. It's tied for the longest in the NHL this season. He's also... Uh, the 11th different U.S.-born player and fourth in the last decade to register a point streak of 15-plus games. That includes Patrick Kane, who did it three times, Tim Connolly, uh, who did it with the Sabres a decade ago, and Shane Gossespierre, who did it a few seasons ago. Uh, as I mentioned, he's second in the NHL with 22 goals, four behind Pasternak, and he's really putting himself in the conversation for uh or the the mvp conversation i believe the sabers started strong uh struggling as of late but uh, eichel has really put them on his shoulders and putting himself in uh the heart trophy conversation especially with mcdavid and dry kind of splitting the vote with their amazing performances so far uh, in edmonton and finally, the Detroit Red Wings snapped their lengthy losing streak as a highly rated prospect, Philip Zanita, had a goal to assists. Uh, they had gone winless in their last 12 games, and they beat the Winnipeg Jets. It was uh, Zanita's first three-point NHL game. He's only 20 years old in 15 days. Uh, he's the third youngest Red Wings player in the expansion era to have his first three-point game after Steve Eiserman and Lane Lambert uh, back uh, back in the day, back in the 80s, actually. So, um, yeah, Red Wings, still not a force to be reckoned with, but nice to see them get a win uh, for the first time, possibly since they beat the Bruins in regulation, which is kind of embarrassing for the Bruins, but here we are. 
That's Locked On Boston Bruins podcast for another week. This has been episode 55. I'm your host, Ian McLaren. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll be back on Monday with more daily Boston Bruins content. Please um, continue to support the show by sharing, uh, sharing the show on social media, telling your friends and family about it, rating and reviewing on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasts. It really means a lot, and I'm uh, thankful and happy to be uh, providing you with this content every day. And uh, hopefully the Bruins can beat the Panthers on Saturday so that we have some more cheery uh, discussion points for Monday's podcast. Until then, folks, cheers, enjoy your weekend, uh, and I'll catch you back on Monday. Later.